everyone, and welcome to another Game Luster podcast. This is Haley speaking, coffee editor at Game Luster and host today. Um, today I am joined by Christine. She is lead AV content, I believe. Yes. Hello, everybody. And Rachel, she is a writer. Howdy, howdy. And assistant AV content, too. I wear a couple hats. (laughs) (laughs) So today we are going to jump right into it and we are going to be talking about female representation within video games, mainly talking about our favorite um, good female characters and bad female characters. So I would like to just start it off with a general overview of everyone's position on where they stand with female representation do you guys like it where it is right now do you guys not like it do you think it can be improved so we'll start with rachel so i think that even just in the last few years the representation of women in video games has gotten a lot better yeah and i mean i have a sort of long and weird history with with women in video games but i think that by and large, there's been this sort of effort by some developers to get really realistic and really, like, meaningful women into video games, and that's just only been gaining ground. I have to say that I definitely agree. Um, When I was growing up, I didn't really see a lot of females that were like me or that weren't um, overtly, like, sexual. So I definitely feel like a lot of people have been like listening to the feedback and tossing in women characters that fit within today's views. Yeah, I think so too. I think that it's only gotten better and better. Like people have been hearing what women have to say. People have been seeing that games aren't just this thing that teenage boys play. It's really like it's a medium for everyone and everyone deserves to be represented whether you're a woman whether you're a person of color whether you're from antarctica like (laughs) everyone needs representation and i think that's something that developers have been really good about hearing recently i think especially because they've even shown how a majority of gamers are actually women in their like um late 20s so yeah like people think of it as like oh it's this thing 12 year old boys do but then you're like well actually there's a lot of women and not just like teenage girls but like grown women who are playing these games as well and it's important that you appeal to them too even if it's just from like a marketing standpoint on a slightly related note i'm gonna go ahead and say that one of my favorite youtubers is this little old lady who's just over the past four or five years been making her way through Skyrim she's adorable she stops to talk with every person and I think it's really cool like not only to see a woman but like an older woman she's in her like 60s that is too cute just being part of the world and enjoying games that's amazing that's adorable I want to keep her in my pocket she's precious she she (laughs) she plays as an argonian i think and she just she's talks she stops to talk to every character and i mean that's why it's taken her so long to get (laughs) to get through it but 
but it's very sweet. It's a, it's a very wholesome channel. Let me go to my subscriptions and see if I can remember her name. We'll put it in the comments when we post. I I just want to hug her. She sounds like an absolute doll. She's everyone's grandma. Oh <laughs> <laughs> man. It kind of reminds me, like, random anecdote, but it reminds me of that video of the guy who had his grandparents play Assassin's Creed. And, oh, I haven't seen that. And all they did was just, like, walk around the city, because, <laughs> like, they used to live in that area um, before they immigrated to the U.S., and they were like, oh, it's so nice and beautiful, I miss it, and they were just, like, taking the gondola all around and, like... Oh, that's so sweet. Enjoying the, the scenery and stuff. I was like, this oh. is so wholesome. I love it. That sounds very wholesome. I need to find oh. a channel that's just dedicated to old people playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that would just be so great. Let's make it happen. If not, there you go. You you go find some old people. <laughs> and <laughs> oh, I promise that I will deliver in 50 years. <laughs> So let's let's get back on topic. <laughs> Old people are great, but we have to save that topic for a different day. Yeah. So, Christine, would you like to maybe talk about how you feel just a little bit more in detail? I I mean it's it's kind of um, obvious that I'm going to agree with with what you guys said because I think a lot of women and and girls growing up feel the same way so it's it's one of those things where you're just kind of frustrated (laughs) because like you don't have a lot of characters that you can relate to and that's a big you know it's like the hot topic in gaming the past decade is and not just gaming but like films books you know tv is about representation of all kinds and people being able to identify with characters and being able to have those characters is so important and it makes me so happy that people are working more towards that today because at least like girls today have a lot more than I had. And instead of being kind of jealous about it or, like, bitter, I'm more excited at this point. Like, there was a part of me that was, like, super bitter about it. I won't lie. But now I'm just, like, more excited because, um, like, an example would be um, they have those, uh, what's it called? It's, like, Forces of Destiny or something like that. And it's all the female characters from Star Wars. And they made, like... Um, dolls of them, a cartoon show of them, and did all these things, and and they made all of you know the lunch boxes, the bedspreads, all those different things. But it's kind of cool because it's like you can go and get a doll of all these different characters, and they're not just like cute, pretty dolls. Like they're ones that you can actually play with and in like an action way. <laughs> like they have guns and lightsabers. Oh, so that's awesome. There's stuff like that, and then. Now you look at games and there's so many, like, super badass women characters. And when I was younger, for me, it was like, oh, I like, you know, this this one character from Kingdom Hearts, but they didn't do much. They just were kind of a damsel in distress. 
or <laughs> you know like oh i like this character but like they're so sweet and feminine and pretty and i can't relate to that and basically all i had was like metroid and then like i was like yeah she's she's cool she's also um has long blonde hair like that that kind of works for me but but then they're not really I don't feel like they're that fleshed out, at least um, previously. I don't want to hurt any Metroid fans' feelings, but, like, she's not as fleshed out as a lot of characters are today. So, yeah, I definitely agree. I hope that it gets better. I think it could still improve. I think everything can be improved. Um, And, I don't know, I look forward to seeing what it will be like ten years from now when we have even more than, you know, currently. Definitely. Definitely. I think so. And on your note about Samus, like I'm a kind of big fan of Metroid, but like I've heard rumors of a new one coming out and I'm really hoping that that's where they choose to make their move and really start fleshing her out as a character. Because I think she's someone that people want to believe in, but it's been so long and she, she really deserves more of a story. Yeah, she does. And and for that character, too, like, you're like, wow, she's so awesome and all these things. But then you also have the other side of the coin where it's like they had to do, like, a, a uh, reveal of it. And they were like, oh, my God, I've been a woman this whole time. <laughs> like, they had to, like, trick people. <laughs> they did. They did. The, the attitude, I think, then was a lot more toxic than it yeah. is now. Not on... Not necessarily on purpose, but I think that people are a lot more informed now. Yeah. Um, they don't have to be tricked and be like, oh, wow, I guess a woman can be badass. Like, it's just, yes, of course. Yeah, it's not like a shock and awe move where it's like, oh, this is the twist. You're a woman. Like, <laughs> n- like it's nice to see games where it's just on the cover of the game. Clearly, they are a woman. Like, okay, yeah. cool. Thanks for being upfront about it this time. (laughs) I definitely feel like I've seen a lot more games um, either give us the option to be a woman or just flat out have a woman as the main character. But I think more so I've just seen the, the option to play as a woman. And I'm just like, wow, like... Coming from, like, Assassin's Creed, like, previously, like, all the women assassins were kind of like DLC or side games, and then Evie Fry comes along and she's in a main Assassin's Creed game. And it's like, yeah, she wasn't exactly, like, the only, like, I don't know how to, like, say this, like, she wasn't the only playable character, like, you could play as her brother, but... I feel like women definitely wanted to see a female assassin and they got it. And I'm not going to lie. I played as Evie Fry a lot. <laughs> I tried to go through the whole entire game as her. Um, but I feel like we've definitely gotten the option to play as female characters and those female characters be the main character. I'm just hoping to see like it, just an all-female game like with Dishonored Dishonored did the same exact thing you got to pick as uh Corvo or I think her name was like Emily Mm -hmm. 
So maybe one day we'll get an all-female Dishonored with just a female main character. Or maybe one day we'll get um, an all-female Assassin's Creed with just a female as a main character. Like, I'd definitely love to see games like that just have a solely female protagonist. Yeah, instead of it being like, oh, we put in the option to appease you kind of thing like oh yeah we put in that character you can choose but we know you're really gonna choose the guy kind of feeling it's like no just make just make a game besides you know tomb raider where the main character is just going to be a woman that would be fantastic and i think oh sorry go ahead no go ahead go ahead (laughs) oh (laughs) i'm i'm sort of going on that tangent to say that i think that one of the really good examples of an instance where you are given the option to choose to play male or female, but I I read a statistic somewhere when I was doing research on this. It's like 70 or 75% of people who played Mass Effect always played as Femshep, which I I thought was really cool that like most of the community had the option to play as a guy, but they're still choosing to play as the female protagonist. Yeah. And I did. I definitely did. I, I mean... The, the male version of that character was everything generic. Like, I've got a crew cut, and I've got this, like, chiseled manly <laughs> chin. Like he, like, he was really bland. But I loved female Shepard because she's, like, this, like, kick-ass redhead woman. She's, you know, like, she's she's not in there for to, to take any of your crap. Yeah. And I think her voice acting sort of, like, went through on that a little more than the male version. Mm. I completely forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, I ruined it. <laughs> um, I think Sorry. I got it. No, it's fine. I think I got it back. Um, I feel like a lot of people choose to play as the female when given the option, just because you don't get to play as a female a lot of times in other games yeah so why not do it when you're given the option plus it seems like the female is always i don't want to necessarily say exotic but like there's something different to them than the male character like rachel said like the male character um in what mass effect i think you said yeah yeah, yeah. like they just seemed very cookie cutter yet the female just seemed to have like a totally different vibe to her that made a lot of people want to play her. Yeah, and I think I think that it's something that we're going to be seeing more of is that people are really going to start seeing that you know like it's okay just just put a lady in the game. It's fine. <laughs> we all like it. No one's going to get mad at you if like we're we're all we're all just here to play a game and feel good. Yeah. So um wait adding on to that really quick um back to the topic of having the option um the latest far cry did that also too Mm. far cry 5 yeah it gave you the option to play as a male or a female and while i'm definitely all for more female games i definitely like that something like far cry gave us the option to play as a female lead because normally games like that are seen as male Mm. and it seemed 
I would say that now this is just me assuming that a lot of Far Cry's fan base is probably male. So I like that they went out of their way, even though you're the character that you play as is kind of like no name and you never see their face again beyond the character creation screen that they gave the, their female players the option to be a female if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that's a good thing. And I think Prey did something similar. He plays Alex Yu, and, you know, they chose a generic name so it can be a boy or a girl. But, I mean, you don't ever really, after the character creation, get the implications of gender anymore. Mm-hmm. You just have the knowledge that you either are a boy or a girl, and it doesn't really matter either way. And I think that's kind of beautiful. Yeah. So let's push on to talk about our favorite um favorite female heroes and our favorite female villains so let's go with christine first why don't you tell us about your picks okay should i start with hero or villain your choice Mm, i'm going to i'm gonna start with the villain for fun so, my favorite, like, bad female character, it took me a minute to try to think of it, but then the second that I thought of them, I was like, yes, yes, definitely this person, um, would 100% be Lady Sylvanas Windrunner from Warcraft and World of Warcraft, the Banshee Ooh, Queen. Good choice. I... I have a complicated relationship with her (laughs) because I love her as a character. I understand her as a character, but in the current expansion, I kind of despise her. So I'm like, I I went from being like, yeah, I get you. Like, oh, I love you. You're such a great character. And then I was like, oh, you're such... A terrible person like I don't like you and no I haven't played the expansion um, what sort of changed between them um well the kind of spoiler alert thing is that when I hope I don't like mess this up in a way but basically to put it vaguely um she she is the war tree war chief of the horde now so she's the leader mm-hmm. of the horde and the horde and the alliance are going off and they're like yeah we should team up and fight and they're like okay we'll team up and fight and they go to team up but basically sylvanas just freaking leaves and <laughs> like abandons the alliance And there are people who are like, oh, she had to, you know, defend her people and, you know, all these different things. But, like, uh, I just, I can't, I can't forgive her for that because it felt like (laughs) such a stab in the back. And also because I, I'm a huge fan of Varian, King Varian, and... I basically hold her accountable for him dying. So it was really hard for me to like her after that because I was like, oh, I like her. She's pretty cool. Like, oh, her story is so sad. 
And then it was like, how dare you? Like she just went from relatable to over the top in a snap. Yeah, it was like, I, I like, oh, I understand like the angst you have and like, oh, everything is so hard for you. But then it was like, how, why? Why would you do this terrible thing? And then like the horde is just being a jerk. And then in the new expansion, it's just basically alliance versus horde. And the alliance is just like pissed about it. And they're like, nope, we're not going to try to, like, be friends anymore. Like, we're we're just going to fight you. And obviously there's a lot of very complicated Alliance Horde relationships. And there's a lot of complicated <laughs> character relationships and stuff. So, but that was, that was a point where it was, like, turned from a love relationship to a love-hate relationship. And she did, she did a lot of terrible things. Like, that's one of them. But she's done a lot of terrible things, too. Like, characters and areas that I liked. But she's such a good villain. And I can't help but love... Because we're mainly focusing on representation as well. But I love how she's represented as a villain. It's not just this... I'm evil because I'm evil, you know? It's not like Sailor Moon <laughs> villains where it's like, I'm the evil queen because I am. Because like, you're just so evil automatically. Yeah. Ah. Like, I have no backstory. Just trust me. I'm evil. And look at all this black I'm wearing. Like, she's she's actually a villain. And her story is just so heart-wrenching. But then it's such a... a interesting story as well because like there she is she's this wonderful leader of like in the alliance she dies and then Arthas is just this terrible person <laughs> and he's like oh I'm gonna get you back and you know just revive you as my undead servant but then she doesn't have any of that. Like, she doesn't put up with it. And instead of just being this, like, subservient undead person to the Lich King, she breaks off, creates her own undead faction, and then takes over the city that Arthas was going to use as his, like, as one of his main cities for the Scourge. So it's just awesome to me how she was like, yeah... I know you tried to turn me into a mindless servant and I know that I'm going to be tortured for all eternity when I eventually have my second death, but I'm going to like make the most of it and spend my unlife <laughs> basically just flipping a middle finger to the Lich King. And I find that amazing. Just uh, so cool. And, and she has like, if you read the books and you go through all the story, like, she has these points where she wants to be with her sisters. She wants to be with her family, but she can't. And they also, her sisters do things to mess that up. And you're like, oh, she was so close to, like, going back to you and you messed it up. Like, how could you do this to her again? And you feel so much sympathy, even though she's the leader of an undead army. <laughs> I think that's what makes a great villain, though, is that ability to, like, take a second and be like, oh, I see how you got here. And really, like, I don't blame you, man. Yeah. Like, if if I was 
this person and then they were like oh i raised you as you know this banshee now basically it's like oh cool um so i just have to be this forever great now i'm super messed up (laughs) and (laughs) she doesn't have a choice like she didn't have a choice to be like i'm just going to not be undead like she's like well i gotta make the most of it so she's definitely my favorite um bad character and like i said recently i've kind of liked her less like i don't want to go hang out with her because i'm like how (laughs) you're a terrible person but like i appreciate them as a character and how complex they are and it becomes such a split issue because there are people who love her even to this day who love her more now that she's war chief there's people who like hate her for becoming war chief there's there's people who liked her, you know, before she became the Banshee Queen. There's people who like her now. Like, it's, people all have different feelings towards the character. It's not just, like, stamp on them. They're evil, and everyone's like, yep, they're evil. I hate them. Like, <laughs> like there are so many people in the Horde who admire her, and, like, in-game, like, NPCs, but also, like, people who play the game. Like, they admire her as their leader and like they chose to be a forsaken so that they could be under her and i think that's really cool that this character can mean so many things to different people and isn't just like i said some typical 90s anime villain where it's like i'm the you know incarnation of evil because i am and i'm just evil and there's nothing else to me like there's depth to her at least. Yeah. And I think I think that's really what we want. It's not so much like, you know, put women only in video games as the hero. Like we want a well-rounded character. We want someone that we can identify with. And I think that's a great example. Yeah. Um So, do you want me to go right into my good pick as well? We can pass it off to Rachel, who's your um villainous female character character (laughs) um i have a couple written down i i wrote down cortana but i'm i don't really feel i don't know i'm not gonna talk about her um (laughs) who i am gonna talk about is darth Kreia from knights of the old republic i think too very nice yeah she's from knights of the old republic too she's this she she is a Sith Lord, but she's also part of your team as the player. She joins you, and she's a former Jedi Master and the sort of like very philosophical woman who just thinks about the nature of the Force, thinks about the nature of like not only humankind, but just like the behavior of every species in the galaxy and what we want. And she's sort of this. She is. <laughs> she is technically evil but that's not really her motivation and you find through talking with her um during the game that she's really just wants people to question what's good what's bad she wants you to find your own morality and she's sort of this force of gosh i don't even know what to call it she's just this powerful woman who everything every time you think something she's like well are you sure what about this (laughs) well, are you sure about that? What about this? And she 
has all this dialogue with the character. Like when you're doing something bad, she's like, well, was it really that bad? And one instance in particular that I remember was that my player was at a spaceport and there was this guy begging for money. He was like, come on, I need some help. I got to get home. So I gave him a couple credits and he went on his way. And Darth Grey was like, hey, guess what? He's about to go get hella drugs. Like, she, she used her, like, force power, and she, like, saw it. And I was like, oh, well, dang. And she was like, yeah, um, charity, not so good, huh? And I was like, whoa, you need to, like, <laughs> like dial it back a little. But, <laughs> but, the, but the thing that she did for the game was that she was constantly questioning the player's motivations for doing anything, mm-hmm. anything and everything. And I thought that was sort of a cool way to have like a force of darkness interact with you as a player like you're sort of seeing the other side and you're like oh okay well like on some level you know that the sith are sort of just doing what they do because they think it's the most effective strategy to either get what they want or improve things and i think darth Vader really gives you like a little insight into oh well i think everyone's just trying to sort of do what they think is best and she's kind of like playing devil's advocate in a way yeah yeah she definitely is yes it's like are you sure but what about this and you're just like uh stop (laughs) (laughs) her um her her background is interesting too because she used to be a historian for the jedi order and when she was sort of teaching the younger generations she would like give them these like mind puzzles that would really like (laughs) <laughs> they would sort of mess with them. She'd be like, well, is a lightsaber really a lightsaber if it doesn't work anymore? Or like, <laughs> are you still a Jedi or a Sith if you lose your connection to the Force? And like, she, like her whole motivation isn't for good or for evil. It's just for betterment of yourself and like knowledge of the world around you. And I thought that was kind of beautiful. Yeah. She sounds like my philosophy professors. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, stop messing with my head, professor. I don't want to question everything. (laughs) And the professor's like, no. (laughs) I definitely think that character is interesting, though, because I feel like we don't have a lot of characters that make you question your choices or what's going on around you. You kind of just hop into the game and you're just like, yeah, I'm going to, I don't know, fuck shit up. And then... yeah. Like, it's very objective-based. They're like, uh, do you, do you really want to fuck shit up? Like, are you, are you sure about that? Like, maybe you shouldn't do that. So I think that's very, very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's a weird character. Um, but she's memorable for me. I think the last time I played that game was six years ago. And she's, she's just stuck with me. She's a great character. I remember her fondly. I should probably replay the game pretty soon, but I don't know. I like her. I think she's a great character. I think she represents sort of the Sith really well, too, because when you play like those those Star Wars games, or read the books, etc., and you go back and you kind of see the Sith breaking off because they were like, yeah, the Jedi are way too strict and we're not into that. And we don't think you should control people's lives this much. So 
And and when you see that, you're like, oh, okay, I get why some people like the Sith now. Like, Yeah, like it holds validity once you start really considering their perspective on the matter. Yeah, and I think she's a good representation of that kind of Sith as well, because it, she's not just like, I want to kill everybody. I'm evil. Like she's not just like some generic. <laughs> she's not a Darth Vader quite. Yeah, she's not some like generic Sith character that when you see them, you're like, why do people think that the Sith are so amazing? Like, I get they look cool, but like they're super evil. But then when you go back, you're like, they're not really that evil. They just they just want to be able to have girlfriends and. <laughs> think that it's so much to ask yeah they're like i just i just want to be able to go on dates guys like can we make our own faction and they're like uh no you can't i want to hold someone's hand please (laughs) i'm so lonely (laughs) (laughs) and and, yeah it's just like it's this um you know battle of like repressing all your emotions versus just like harnessing and, and using your emotions i feel like is the actual difference between them Definitely. Which, like, like when you think about it, like, really repressing it like the Jedi do is unhealthy. Yeah. <laughs> like, really unhealthy. <laughs> yeah, so I think she, she does a good job of showing that side of the Sith and making you understand not only her, but, like, who she represents. Like, it's kind of cool that she's a female character. She's representing, like, cool, smart, philosophical women but she's also a representation of the Sith. Like, she's just not a female character. Like, she is 100% like a, a yeah. Sith. So it's like, I don't know. I think, I think that makes the character even cooler. The way that I always viewed her was that if you have the for- like the, the light side and the dark side of the Force, and all the way at the end of one end, you have Emperor Palpatine, who's just a greedy, power-hungry dude with no real other motivations (laughs) and all the way at the other side you have like one of those old jedi masters like maybe yoda or something who's just so zenned out that it's frustrating yeah i would say that darth kray is sort of like the balancing point of the force like weighing one side against the other and sort of saying all right well we need to have a balance here i know nothing about star wars (laughs) but that makes me want to go play that game it's it's a really fun game it's it's old but it's really fun i think they have the first knights of the old republic on the ipad and i never followed up if they had the second one on it but i know the first one's there Mm -hmm. definitely have to check it out now very nice (laughs) well yay it's it's one of my all-time favorite series I'm glad I'm glad I got to share it with you. Given. <laughs> I mean, after after the podcast with Trevor and Brennan about Star Wars, I feel like I have to go check it out now because everyone's talking about Star Wars and I'm just like, what is this? I know nothing. Now I need to figure out. Star Wars is wild and it doesn't <laughs> For me, at least, it doesn't always necessarily, like, make sense or follow a real strict timeline, even. Um, but it's it's a fun experience, and the world is just so dear to my heart yeah. that I'm always an advocate. Like, go watch Star Wars. Do it. Yeah. Do it. And a lot of the, like, games and stuff, like, they have so many awesome characters that you can play. And, uh, 
really good games. I would say that most of the games... Oh, gosh. No, I'm not going to say... Well, it's too late. I already started. (laughs) I would say that a lot of the games have maybe even better character development than some of the movies. Mm. Um, I could agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. You you really get this connection to them, playing with them. And the people, obviously, who wrote these games have a deep, 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 deep love for the whole Star Wars universe. And they took that into consideration when they wrote it. It's just it's it's a little it's a little love package from one Star Wars fan <laughs> to the other. Yeah, and like especially when you play games that take place like pre, uh, episode four or even pre episode one of the films, like it's kind of fun to see that side. And I think there's a lot of really neat games in that area. So yeah, I don't want to get too carried away. It was like. I'll, I'll get way too carried away if people don't cut me off about Star Wars, but like, yes. So <laughs> our next topic should be female representation in Star Wars. Oh boy, is that a bag of worms? That'll be a five-part <laughs> series. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. So anyway, that's my villain pick. <laughs> Very nice. So my pick is kind of between two one because i don't play a lot of games that necessarily have evil female characters and because i'm just lame so (laughs) there's there's that but my first one is midna from twilight princess i know she's not necessarily a villainous or bad character in any way but when i was playing it when it first came out i thought she was just because she had that, like, darkness to her. And I didn't necessarily, like, knew where she came from at first. And then she turned me into a wolf. And I was like, this bitch just turned me into a wolf. Like, what are you doing? Why do I not have two feet anymore? <laughs> um, but over the series of the game, like, I just, I realized that she wasn't evil and that she was more so just kind of like spoiled brat but that she was doing what she thought was right Mm. and i came to eventually really enjoy her and who she was um but i definitely thought at the beginning that her reasons for doing everything and every like everything that she was doing just that they were evil and that she was trying to make me her slave and i i just thought she was bad Hmm. she's she's an awesome character though yeah she definitely is i kind of just wish that i would have i wouldn't have judged her um at the very beginning of the game because by the end of it i was like oh shit like i I'm completely wrong about her and I feel like <laughs> I definitely missed out on a on a lot of her things because I was sitting there like I don't want to listen to you I don't want to <laughs> do what you say you're bad you're definitely teaming up with Ganon like you're just trying to be my friend um so yeah so there's her and then my second one isn't necessarily in a character like that I don't know how to describe it, but I'll just say it anyway. Um, 
So in Dragon Age Inquisition, you get to pick your Inquisitor. And I went kind of like a more so evil route for my Inquisitor. And it definitely made me realize that the way that I chose to play the game had an impact on everything. So me going the evil route just turned my world in that game upside down. And I feel like everyone ended up hating me and that I was kind of like the Kratos of Dragon Age Inquisition and <laughs> I just had nothing but a trail of blood following me throughout the whole entire game. Because oh, no. <laughs> I just, I was like, kill everything, destroy everything. I'm just messing everything up. That's the way we're going. Like, I don't even understand like how I had a castle at the end of the game. Like, I thought everybody hated me. <laughs> And I was, like, alone, and I was, like, I'm going to be alone in this big-ass castle with nobody uh-huh. slaying dragons by myself? Like, what is this? <laughs> um, so, that's my other kind of, like, bad character, just because in that game, you kind of get to pick what you want to do. So, I just, I chose to be bad, because why not? So, your favorite female bad character is you (laughs) yeah i i put myself in the game and made myself a baddie because why not (laughs) i have the option i wanted to go for it Mm -hmm. (laughs) so let's after talk i feel like i just talked about myself and just glowed about myself and i feel like that's a bad thing (laughs) But let's go on to our favorite female heroes, and we'll toss it back to Christine. Okay. Before going into my hero, I will say I love Midna. She's super spunky. And Mm -hmm. I do think that there's merit to just choosing, like, uh, it sounds so cheesy. Like, I don't even want to say it out loud, but like, do it. Do it. The evil that you become when you play certain games like as as a antagonist or as your favorite villain like it's me it's the monster that this game created out of me like (laughs) but there's i don't know it's kind of poetic because like a lot of people like to play games that way like they like to just be like i'm just gonna go in here and murder everybody and i'm it's just like like i'm i'm the type of like non-confrontational hufflepuff who's nice to everybody but then sometimes i'll play games and i'm like i'm going full evil genocide route kill everybody and they're like <laughs> what I'm like i don't know it just seemed like fun to do <laughs> like oh gives you a little bit of catharsis yeah and i'm like i just sometimes you just want to be evil so i think it's it's kind of fun when they let you do that as a character for for my favorite uh good character i kind of um there were two that i really considered and uh i'll just briefly mention the first one because i just i thought of them but uh i like them but i don't have as much to say about them but the first one that i really like is aloy from horizon zero dawn 
Mm. She's she's such a cool character. Like she's she's very like wilderness hardened, and it's it's kind of like you you can choose to play her in different ways too. Like you can choose to be a more empathetic person or a more um, like intelligent person or a more hard edge person. Like you get that choice when you're making all the decisions in the game and it influences your relationship with the other characters and with the game. And I play her as like a very empathetic version. And a lot of times that came back to bite me (laughs) because I'd be like, Oh no, this poor person, I'll spare them. And then they come back and betray me. And like all, all my siblings and friends are like, you should have just killed them. And then you wouldn't be in this situation. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I didn't want to kill them like that. Like, they have a family. And and she, I don't know. And it was just, it's, it might sound kind of shallow also, but I also really like her just because of her look. And uh, it was cool to see this super Banff redhead that I could play. I think that was really fun. And her character design really drew me to the game. Uh, I'm trying to think of it. Uh, There's this other game that came out that also has like a really uh, similar looking female main character. I'll try to think of it later because I don't want to just sit here humming and hawing for 45 minutes while I think of it. But like... I like that type of character, like the warrior, old school warrior type. Uh, But for my main pick, actually, I'm going very old school and I'm going to have to choose uh, with like an asterisk Zelda, but not so much Zelda Zelda, but I like Sheik and I like Tetra from... I just blanked. Wind Waker. There we go. I like Sheik and Tetra. Sheik is on my list, too. Like, I think Sheik is a very iconic character because that was the one where you're like a little kid and you're like, wow, this person's so awesome. And you're like, it's the princess. (laughs) I could be a ninja, too. (laughs) Sheik is is awesome. And I love the way um, that. You know, you just kind of, you open things up, you cause the problems in that game. Let's be honest. Like, you're you're the one in the game who's like, Link's like, yeah, let's just leave the door open to the ultimate power. And then like ruins everything <laughs> and then disappears. And then Zelda's like, well, guess I'm just going to have to train to be a awesome ninja and take care of this business myself. And then when you come back, she's just like helping you out without revealing like who they are while still keeping that mystery. And everyone loves Sheik as a character. And it's cool that they're just like this super buff, awesome character. And I love Tetra in Wind Waker so much because she's just this adorable like she's she's this uh, like the style of animation makes her adorable but like she's the fearless leader of pirates i mean i basically chose pirates and ninjas i'm realizing as i say this 
but like she's super cool and I like that you know she doesn't she obviously knows there's Zelda like they're in hiding but Tetra is kind of cool because they're just living their pirate life and they find out like oh I'm actually like Princess Zelda this whole time that's insane <laughs> And then they have, like, this magic makeover moment and, like, become super pretty with, like, a dress and, like, lip gloss. And you're like, whoa, okay. But then my favorite part of the game is at the end, after all is said and done, after the evil's been defeated, she just goes back to being a pirate. Like, she's not, like... I found out I'm a princess, and now I'm going to live that princess life, which she totally could have. She could have just been like, I'm going to reform Hyrule and be a ruler and keep my awesome dress and crown. But she was like, nah, I like being a pirate. And just <laughs> swims up on her boat and is like, and I am still the leader of the pirates. The end. <laughs> like, she, she doesn't, she doesn't really change, and... I think that I get to learn more about Zelda as Sheik or as Tetra than when she's in her Zelda princess form, so to speak. Because the Zelda princess form is like, wow, she's very, I don't know, it's very Japanese heroine. Like, the power of light and love and they're, like, beautiful and they have, like, you know, very classic look and silhouette and everything and that's awesome in its own way too because I I also think that it's great how Zelda is always there supporting you in battle but I like to see that sort of I don't know feisty side of her as well that you don't really get to see when she's she has to be this uptight princess basically and like I have to behave and be the princess and leave my people but then when she's not in that form it's like She's just this ninja going off and, like, kicking people and doing magic. And and then she's just, like, a pirate who's robbing people and, like, <laughs> drinking and eating giant turkey legs, like, kind of person. You're like, wow, that's the same person. And, I don't know, it's kind of cool to see that she's not just, like, this magical anime girl and she's not just this debutante like she's a real character and she has this bravery and feistiness to her and I think you really get to see that in Tetra and also Sheik doesn't talk much but you kind of get to see her like cool side in Sheik <laughs> I think that's a really good choice because it shows sort of like that duality of power like you have to be, when, when you're in a position like a princess or a ruler, you have to be sort of, like, reserved. You have to give this, like, very calm face. But Zelda's great because she also tempers that with action. She goes out. She does what's the right thing. Yeah. She does not save any kick-ass. She just goes. So an all-female Legend of Zelda with pirates. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Very yes. Let's make it happen. I am all about that. I remember when there was those rumors that, like, they might make Link a woman in, like, 
I think it was for Breath of the Wild even, or one of the games, they were like, oh, Link might be a woman this time, and everyone was like, oh my god, and other people were like, oh my god, no. But <laughs> I think that would be, I, I know it doesn't make sense for the lore, and like, probably couldn't happen, but I still think it'd be so hilarious in a way, but also awesome if it was just like, Link is Zelda this time. <laughs> Like you have it's just another branch of the timeline. Yeah. It's like you have two pieces of the Triforce. You are both. And they've been like, wait, what? That's not how this is supposed to work. Like, I don't know. You're just that cool this time. You got tired of reincarnating as different people all the time. You just came back as one now. I mean, it it could happen. <laughs> Question mark, maybe. Or you just play as Zelda. And it's actually Legend of Zelda about Zelda. (laughs) (laughs) Finally! They could throw everyone off and call it, like, Legend of Link, and then you play as Zelda and rescue Link, and they'd be like, wait a second. I'd play that. I would totally play that. Um, Oh, and and I remember the name of the other game. It's um, Hellblade. Um, Hellblade is the other game that's it's kind of like oh that's a good game yeah like the Norse and Celtic the way they created the game is awesome Christine is just taking all my picks on my list right oh, now oh sorry like... <laughs> <sighs> we just have similar taste yeah that's my that's my pick but mainly Tetra because she's one of the reasons that I love Wind Waker is Tetra I think those are beyond great choices <laughs> You you also took a couple off my list, but I have I'm backups. Sorry. I have backups. It's okay. But also, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rachel, do you want to talk about your your backups? <laughs> Christine's sure. just stealing everyone's pick. <laughs> I'm stealing everyone's thunder. I'm sorry. I got overexcited. <laughs> we forgive you. Um, <laughs> oh gosh. Well, I have a couple. Well, I already talked about Commander Shepard kind of in depth at the beginning of this. And we talked about Samus. We skimmed over Laura Croft. I, I guess I'll just do a flyby of, like, three of my favorites. Sure. Um, I like Laura Croft. I know she's kind of controversial, but I like not having to decide between being pretty and being badass. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really cool, especially, like, in the more current versions of her. I think that she's, like... I don't know. It's 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 nice to feel that you can be cute, but also, you know, kill a dozen men. Yeah. Um, I guess my other one would be Ellie from The Last of Us. She is constantly brave in the face of danger. She is doing things that, you know, hundreds of people have fallen to these creepy zombos. And she's just out there shooting people because she has to and she has no other choice. And... I think she's one of the bravest characters I've ever had interactions with. I know you don't play as her, but she's just as much part of the story as Joel, I think. Um, And then for my third pick, she isn't, she also isn't a playable character, but in Red Dead Redemption, there's this girl named Bonnie McFarlane and all of her brothers and sisters have left. They've gone into the city. They've gone and married off. They've done whatever they're going to do. But Bonnie's at the farm with her dad because she likes it. She values hard work. She's just, you know, 
there doing farm stuff and she's very happy with it mm-hmm. and she she sort of has this urge from her dad and from other people in the town to you know why don't you go off why don't you get married and she's like no i i don't want to i have no interest and she ends up saving your character's life on more than one occasion mm-hmm. so those are those are that's a quick flyby of my three <laughs> that i have left that's those characters are really cool i like i like it when it's just like no, I like I like my farm. Like, I don't need a grand adventure. I'm happy with my life the way it is. I am satisfied. Don't need no men to make me happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's just like she knows what she wants, and she's not letting anyone else tell her. Like, oh, you really should. Oh, the other thing is that she doesn't wear dresses. She wears like these cool wide pants because they're practical. Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't want to wear those big bustle and skirts and she just she's I like her she doesn't let anyone tell her that there's a certain way that she should be living her life she's like no no I have what I want here this is this is good for me I like it stop yeah I think everybody likes the sort of uh NPC that is just running the farm there's something so like admirable about that like (laughs) You also have like Malin and she's just like she's 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 running the show like since she was a little kid like she's been running the like Lon Lon Ranch herself and you're like wow that is a strong lady there she's just like managing this whole place by herself basically cuz her dad's like a deadbeat <laughs> like <laughs> And it's like, yeah, she's she's she doesn't help you defeat Ganondorf, but she gives you some delicious milk and some items and a song and a horse. So she's still very important. And she doesn't. I would have gone crazy without Epona. Yeah, like if you just had to like hup hup roll everywhere, <laughs> like here she is, like. My horse likes you. Go be free with my horse. Like, oh, okay. Like, she's she's super cool, and like, she doesn't have to be this. Because I think I like I I don't know. I like that choice a lot. Like a lot of those choices because it doesn't always have to be this. Like, yeah, I'm super awesome. I'm gonna go and like cut people in half with my swords and shoot them up with guns and like all this stuff. Like, you can have a really great character, and like they're just a farm hand. But they're just a well-developed character, and you like them, and they don't have to... Like, people think, when you say, like, oh, I want women to be represented in games, they're like, oh, so you want some more Laura Crofts, you know? (laughs) But it's like, sometimes it's like, no, you could just, like, throw in some... No, we have one, that's enough. Yeah, like, you just throw in some people who are like, here you go, she's, you know, surviving the zombie apocalypse, she's on a farm, like, she's doing what she has to do to survive, like... it's fine if the characters are like that as well and they're perfectly great characters in their own right they don't have to go on crazy adventures to be a lovable well-fleshed-out character yeah which I, i think is cool you know it's just i think that i mean i've already talked about a couple of my favorite ones but like I think that it's really valuable to also have characters in the world who are helping serve that purpose of like, right, this is a human being. It's not like, wow, now you can play as the girl, but like, it's, it's a person, Mm -hmm. it's a person and she's there and she's making her own 
thoughts and opinions and actions based on what she wants to do. Yeah. I like that point because that's something that I never really thought of was the NPCs in a world and like the actions that they take on. And that kind of reminds me of uh, Freya in God of War in the latest one. Um, She's trying to make it on her own within the limitations that she has been given by Odin and I'm not trying to spoil it but you know there's one thing that she she loves dearly and she's doing everything for that thing and you can just tell that she's given up a lot for what she loves and she's made a lot of sacrifices and by the end of the game you realize that she's willing to like make the ultimate sacrifice for what she loves so i think having those npcs that are in the background that are strong and you can see that they're like a lot both of you have said they're making their own choices i think that's also important as well and i didn't think of that until you guys said it It's important. They help make a, a round world instead of a flat one, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, my list literally has one that hasn't been mentioned yet. <laughs> oh, no. You can still mention the other ones as well. <laughs> I, I, I am. I was just like, ah, oh, jeez. My list is nothing now. Like, praying that nobody mentions this last one. But, um... I'm going to mention uh, Alloy from, or Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn. I really enjoyed her. Yeah. And her growth over the game. And I just thought she was badass, like, with the combat and everything. Like, her jumping in the air and shooting her bow. I don't know why, but I just really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, And then Senua from Hellblade. Um, That game, like, hit me in the feels. Mm-hmm. That's such, like, I feel like that's such like a kid term to say but like that game really hit my heart and I think it drove it home more because it's a female main character and she went through all of that yeah and it just stuck with me I feel like it stuck with me a lot more with her being a female than it would have as with her as a male um and I feel like that's just because like you while she is in this mythology that's kind of like I don't want to say brutal, but when I think of like North, 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 it's not North, Norse. it's North <laughs> words. Um, I feel like it's just really brutal all around. It um, is, <laughs> but her and her background, and then going through this whole mental illness by herself just made me see like the vulnerable side that she has and I feel like I wouldn't have been able to feel that if she was a male character so I I really enjoyed that game yeah and the actor that they got for her was so incredibly talented and just the the emotion that you could see on her face through everything yeah technology is great and then Ellie from The Last of Us. Um, I like her. And I like what she stands for. But at the same exact time, I'm not like, 
not i think she's going to be like i feel like i'm gonna like her character a lot more in the second game from what i've seen from the previews because i feel like now that she's grown up in this world i feel like she's going to be a lot fiercer and a lot stronger and like i feel like she's going to have a lot more knowledge about the world and what's going on and i feel like that's going to make her 10 times better um than the last of us and i mean i'm not saying that she wasn't a bad character in the last of us but sometimes i just kind of like forgot that she was there or sometimes it just felt like i was playing like an escort mission the whole entire game like i didn't really (laughs) i didn't really enjoy her i enjoyed the dynamic between her and joel but i kind of felt that i was just escorting my kid around the whole entire time and that was it but from the previews i've seen of the last of us too it seems like she's going to be this badass female character that is just out to settle the score So, I definitely am excited to see where her character development goes and what she has learned between The Last of Us and The Last of Us 2. And then, I briefly mentioned Evie Fry, um, but yeah, she's just a badass and I love Assassin's Creed and I feel like I talk about it all the time and I should probably stop because people probably hate me for it. But (laughs) Evie Fry is great, and she definitely keeps her brother um, level-headed, and she's just extremely smart. She actually thinks, instead of her brother, he just kind of likes to beat people up for fun. Um, (laughs) And she's just magnificent. And she, while her outfit does fit the era, she doesn't let that get in her way. And I feel like she doesn't look super, super feminine in her outfit, which I enjoyed. She will get her hands dirty if she needs to. And she will take down people and stealth kill people and toss some knives at some heads if she has to. So I like that she gets her business done. And then lastly, I am going to talk about Bayonetta. Mm, Bayonetta. Ooh. And I was like iffy if I should like put her on the bad list or put her on the good list. I was just like, I'm just gonna stick her on the good list because <laughs> why not? I'm kind of happy I did. Um, but I have I picked up Bayonetta um, one and two when it came out for the Switch, and I am enjoying that. I think Bayonetta is so badass. I feel like she gets her own even if she is kind of sort of super sexual and she likes to get naked um but she doesn't let anybody get in her way and she's like if Mm -hmm. you want to step to me you can step to me but i'm still gonna beat your ass so (laughs) yeah that's a no i think bayonetta is really like an interesting study because i think i think when they made her they sort of wanted her to be this like ultra sexy girl but she's kind of become this banner for being being a badass woman especially like recently it's like she doesn't let anyone tell her like you have to stay covered she's using her power to the fullest of her her extent she's just like she's kicking ass and taking names and she's doing it her way yeah i definitely agree because like 
at first I was like, uh, like, do I really want to play this because she's super sexual? But then, like, I started playing it and I was like, wow, like, she, she don't care if she's clothed or naked. She's just like, I, I'm, I'm gonna fight you and you might see mm-hmm. some boob, but I'm gonna still fight you. <laughs> I don't care. I got stuff to <laughs> exactly. do. Exactly. <laughs> like, she's just so, so badass and she just doesn't care. And, well, I definitely, as I said, I was definitely put off at first by her, like, super sexualness. I feel like the way that they, like, the personality that they gave her, just, it fits. Like, I feel like if she wasn't, mm. this sounds so weird, but I feel like if she wasn't super sexual, like, the personality that they gave her just wouldn't fit the character. Oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think that there's definitely a time for, and a place for that. And I think that it's like sort of this ultimate example of really, it comes down to like, it's a woman's choice how clothed or not clothed she chooses to be. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter. It's like, it doesn't have any effect on your power. It just, it's part of you or it's not. And you get to make that choice. I love that. Yeah. I really like that too. And plus, like, all her outfits are pretty cool. Like, even though mm-hmm. you see a lot of cleavage, I still think her outfits are super cool, especially the ones in the first one where you get to put, like, they have, like, a Link outfit or a Princess Peach outfit. And while those are, like, super, super skimpy, I'm just like, wow, I can dress up as other characters. And I like that. Even though, even yeah. though they totally look like strippers, like... <laughs> it's like the sexy Halloween costume yeah. version. But yeah. yeah. And she's interesting because it's not like the same as it would be in a game like uh, Soul Calibur. Where like in Soul Calibur, like, these wow, these are such cool ladies. But then like they don't really have a ton of personality because it's a fighting game. Like, you know, it's not an RPG. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not super fleshed out. And... When you're fighting um, in some of the more recent ones, it was like this super awkward moment because I would be playing this game. My brother's like, I got the new Soul Calibur. And we're like, yeah, let's play some games. And like our like parents walked in at one point or something. And in that game, when you break armor, it literally breaks off. So like by the end of fighting, the female characters are just like in their panties. And you're like, um... This is not what it looks like. <laughs> I was just playing a fighting game and my character became naked and <laughs> I did not expect that. And it's so different from that because in that I felt like it was very like, yeah, you want to defeat the other person so you can undress them. And it was like, I, you feel so violated when you're playing your character and you're like, please stop. <laughs> like... Please stop tearing my clothes off. I just wanted to, like, have a friendly fighting match, and I'm feeling very attacked right now. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not... That's not cool. Yeah. Yeah, and so, like, that that makes me feel super uncomfortable, and I disliked it, and I felt like there was no need for it. Like, why? Why do you need to break their clothes off? Like, why is that a feature that is necessary in this game? Like, you could you could still fight with them. Their outfits are already very skimpy. Like, why do you also need to break that off? And 
But then when you have characters like Bayonetta, it's it's not the same feeling. And some people are like, well, why is it different? But like sometimes it's honestly just a gut feeling. It's like, I don't feel uncomfortable seeing Bayonetta because it's her choice. And like, exactly. it feels like the character, it matches the character, like you said. It's their choice, what they're doing. But then when you're playing games like Soul Calibur or some of the like, you know, beach ball kind of games and stuff it's very like voyeuristic and it's very much like i don't know if that's really like the same like they're not owning their sexuality like they're just being sexualized and there's a big difference um yeah but i think there's tons of characters as well though that they're just like yeah she's super sexy and cool and she owns it and that's fine but like don't make her clothes fall off when you attack her because that's yeah that's wild kind of uncool of you it seems like they uh might have meant to make that game something else but then they were just like we're just gonna hide it underneath the fighting game and try to market it as a fighting game when it seems like something completely different and then like some of the characters that I liked the most in Soul Calibur, like who are the strongest or had the best weapons or something. It would just become like super awkward because like, I'm like, man, why you got to do so many like jiggle physics on them and make me uncomfy when I just <laughs> wanted to play like this cool character. I'm playing a video game to play a video game, not to yeah. watch the like 2D char- 3D <laughs> characters get undressed while slapping each yeah. other like yeah. a little awkward here especially when someone walks in and like they just see the end of the yeah. fight and there's no context <laughs> and you're like and you're just this like you know 12 year old and you're is like um, what you think it is like i promise i promise like it's it's like mortal combat come on <laughs> but yeah but there's definitely like really cool characters but i think bayonetta was a great choice because i think they're a very good example of that like you do also have kind of like some of when they have um samus's other outfit is like the skin tight one but like it makes sense like of course she would need to have that suit um and things like that but i think bayonetta is one of the best examples I love. I need to finish Bayonetta one. Actually, I like put it down, and now I regret it. Need to pick Aww. it back up. But, um, yeah, I think that that was a great discussion of female representation. Yeah. I actually really enjoy- enjoyed it. I'm really happy. Yeah, it's been good. And it's been good. Having a good time. Yeah. So, um. Do you guys have any last thoughts on female representation that you want to talk about or any other characters that you just briefly want to mention? Um, well, I have like a brief shout out for some uh, Square Enix characters that I like as well that I didn't, I don't know, I didn't really include them in my like favorite ever, but I do, I do like them and we have lots of really great characters who have very different personalities. Um, some of my favorites being like Aerith and Lightning and Yuna. And I give Kingdom Hearts a bit of a hard time because like 
Kyrie doesn't really do anything, <laughs> at least in the first one. But I do like Kyrie, and I do like um, Naminé as well, and I think they're pretty fun characters. And I almost picked Maleficent from Kingdom Hearts as one of my favorites, but I felt like it was cheating because they're not really a video game character. But Mistress of All Evil is also a wonderful character because she's just an evil fairy, and I like that she's just, like, super petty. <laughs> like, random, random shout-outs from me. Oh, those are good choices. Um, I'm not sure if I have any. I think I've, I think I've talked about everyone I wanted to talk about so far. I guess I just have to say that I'm excited to see where female representation goes in the future. It seems like a lot of games are looking at having extremely strong female main characters, so I'm excited to see where those games go, especially with E3 coming up. Like, I wonder what is going to be there and see what they have to say if like maybe they might have a panel on it i feel like they normally have a panel on female representation um at things like e3 so i'm hoping to see at least some more games at this e3 and at future um e3s and just announcements with strong female characters yeah, that'd be really good to see. That would be super cool. I think I think we're getting better every year. And I also hope for, because we are seeing more uh, female representation, but my hope also is that we'll see more like women of color mm-hmm. and more LGBTQ characters mm-hmm. uh, as well. Because I don't want it to just be like, oh, it's we have some female representation and they're all like white blonde people. Like... <laughs> who are straight it's like can we have some variety in there as well so i really yeah i really hope that people will take representation a step further Mm -hmm. in the future and not just go yeah here's some female characters that are cool but like i'd like to see even more and i think people are perfectly capable of it it doesn't come from a, a place of like hatred or bitterness but more of like i believe in you like I think that you are 100% capable of doing this. Like, it's possible, so just do it, please. Well, that reminds me of Life is Strange. Um, Mm. But I'm hoping that we can take games like that that incorporate those things and put them into other games that have, like, role-playing aspects or games like Assassin's Creed and things like that. Um, Put them in different genres of games and not try to just keep those to your like quick time event games yeah so or just like your basic um like uh, i i completely blank on the term (laughs) Uh, like like basically just story games you know yeah like where it's it's basically you're just like going through um like a visual novel Mm -hmm. yeah like, it's not just, like, visual novels, basically. Like, I'd like to... Visual novels seem to do a good job in that. And there's a lot of great indie developers, especially, um, who do that. And they have really great representation. Like, uh, I like 
hustle cat and different things like that but i'm hoping to see it expand outside of visual novels and just go into all types of games i want kratos to be a mom damn it (laughs) (laughs) he would be a great mama bear oh that's great now we need to stick a wig on kratos i mean he already has a great beard now he just needs great wig (laughs) there you go but yeah so we're gonna wrap up this podcast thanks everyone for being here christine and rachel um (laughs) thanks everyone for listening this has been Haley with the latest game luster podcast signing off for today Thank you.